We're going to be learning, we're going to be learning this morning for the Rufu Shlema of Gittel Baschana, Shef Rufu Shlema, and Leilu Yenishmas Reb Shlomo ben Reb Naftali. So, I'm going to pass these around. I, I titled the Shir, and, I, and uh, it really is one of, one of my favorite pieces of Torah to learn all year long, but it's really only certain weeks that it's really... Um, that it's most applicable to learn this teaching, and you'll, you'll understand why. And we're going to be touching upon something over here that uh, a, a part of this teaching we've some of us have learned before. But it's this is a like I said before, this is a Torah you learn every single day, all the time. What's the funniest name in the Torah? What's the funniest name in the Torah? What did you say? Hatzalpon. What's that? What parsha is that? It's a Nevi'im, I think, right? Rabbi, no, it's okay. It's a, no, no, in, in the Tanakh. It doesn't matter what it is, right? My, what's that? Pedatzor. My brother's parasha was Noyach, and I, I was his teacher. It was terror. I was only 15, and he was 13. Anyway, but there's some names that I still stuck with me from the end of Parshas Noyach. The end of Parshas Noyach is Patrusim de Kasluchim. These are names that I remember all the time. Patrusim and Kasluchim. Um, so we go to these far out names to think about funny names. The funniest name in the Torah is Yitzchak. <laughs> now it's not a it's not a it's not a kibbutz. It's funny, but it's also so the the depth behind that name is so deep and funny. Yitzchak, it's the weirdest thing. There'll be laughter. Yitzchak, there'll be laughter. What we're going to see today, from of Lublin, is that that name. The fact that his name is Yitzchak is the reason why most of us have not completely lost our minds yet. Now, there's a there's always this question of like um, in the Gemara Bichlal, there's a whole sugim about Metzia about this about Yehush, Yehush when you despair over something. Yehush shelomidas, Yehush midas. When does a person despair? And if a person despairs over an object, what what's the halachic status of an object that someone despaired over? It's a long sugya. It's a very deep, it's a beautiful, beautiful Torah there. But in our lives, there's so many things we despaired over. People, many times, quite often. We've despaired over relationships. We've despaired over aspects of relationships. We've had despair over Hashem. We've despaired, like, you know, Ityashti. We've just definitely have despair over ourselves. Some people have despaired over Eretz Yisrael, big time. What can be here? What will be here? It's a matzav of Yehush. So, Rav Tzadok, this, this Gaon island that we've been learning from, is going to take us on a journey today that will put things in order for us in terms of understanding why is it that despite the fact that I have despaired so many times in my life, I'm still here. And I haven't really despaired, even though if you would ask me, Bishat Maaseh, while I'm in the act of desperation, you would say, a hundred thousand million percent, I've given up already. While I'm, while I'm in the act of giving up. And yet the next morning, I, I didn't give up. I didn't give up on life. I didn't give up on, on people. I didn't give up on the Torah. I didn't give up on Hashem. I didn't give up on myself. So this is, this is like Rib Tzadok. When I first learned this, I learned this from my Rebbe Rav Weinberger. 
this way felt was a monumental moment in life. You know how when you learn certain teachings you rem- and they, they shake you to the core, you remember where you were when you learned those teachings? I remember where I was, I remember where my headset, my, my mindset was on. This is mamash, a monumental teaching for a Yid in, in today's day and age. Divrei, so one of the Svarim from Reb Tzadok is Divrei Sofrim. Right? Divrei Sofrim. Ot Tedzain, for those that want to afterwards see it inside, or for those learning with us online. I'm just thinking about, you know, giving up in despair. I see this name, Gitl Baschana, the survivor. Shem Shev Rachman Asanim. Ein liyudi litiyayish mishum davar. Ben bi'inyanei haguf, ben bi'inyanei hanefesh. A Jew should never despair from anything, whether it's something that has to do with a physical ailment, ben bi'inyanei hanefesh. Whether it has to do with things that have to do more with, with, with the soul. Ki ein yeush klal etzel ish yudi. There is no such thing as despair by a Jew. This should be a mantra. You should read this when you wake up after Moda'ani by your bed. You have this line over here. Hashem can help in any matter. We think we believe this, but if we knew it, life, life would be different. Believing something versus knowing it. Now, Seems that Reb Tzadok so far sounds like who? Which other Hasid? Huh? Rabbi Nachman. Full on Rabbi Nachman. Lachon. Ein Yehush Ba'ilam Kla. Bechol Binyan Ha'uma Yisraelis Haya Achar Ha'Yehush Ha'Gamur. Wait a second. When did Hashem start building the nation, the Jewish nation? Kol Binyan Ha'uma Yisraelit. The structure, the building of the Jewish nation. When did it begin? After total and complete despair. They're already old. We're talking, not upper 40s. We're talking, we're talking upper, upper 80s and upper, upper 90s. This began, <laughs> let's stop and think for a second. Like, what? Just, ma? So he says over here, the beginning of the building of the Jewish people the Umay Israelit began after total yeush, after total despair. Shelo Allah al Adam laaminze. No one believed that this could happen to them. Vaafilu achar haftachat amalach. Even after the angel came, went last Shabbos, right? The angel comes and says, you know, my shlichus is to tell you, you're going to have a son. And even after the angel promised. It's like, I know, Beseder, an angel promises they're doing a shlichus, I have to believe what they're saying, but inside, inside, do I really, really believe it? Do I really, really believe it? Now to pause for a second and think about this. How many other promises do we have from Hashem or through shluchim ne'emanim that we know we have to believe them because they're, it's that, you know, it's, it's the word of truth. So we believe what they say, but we don't really think that it will happen. You know the difference between the two? It's scary to think of it because there are a lot of things we believe to be true, but we don't. Like, we, I believe what you say will happen. I don't think it'll ever happen. 
So what's the, there's a lot of tension there between believing and, and thinking. You realize that? No? I lost everybody? What's that? It seems like they contradict, yet we live like this all day long. Yeah. Who believes Mashiach is going to come today? <laughs> Who knows Mashiach is going to come today? <laughs> that's, an, that's, a, that, that's the extreme. That's the extreme. What's that? Do we? Do we? Uh, on the first part of what you said? Have any? Our ability to <coughs> perceive it. I mean, how many Jews gave up on the? How many believe? This is my point. How many Shomrei Torah mitzvahs Jews mamash believe in God, but they gave up on Mashiach, the Mashiach thingy. So subconsciously, that happens a lot. That's that. That's the, that's the Indian over there. These things happen quite often. Now, by Avram and Sarah. Did they believe the Malach that he would come when he said what he would say? Did they believe the Malach? That's how, that's the difference between Noach and Avram. Noach had the first part. He believed in God. He didn't believe God believes in him. Avram Avinu's whole thing is that he believed in God, but his belief in God was just as much based on Hashem believing in him. And that's a, that's a Jewish, that's the, that's the building of the Jewish people, but we have to go through a certain process while we get to that place of God believing in me. And that's called believing in God after I've completely despaired over believing in God or believing in promises. Sorry? And it's very, it's not so accessible to those that aren't even aware of that. That's part of the program. So Avram and Sarah had to go to what place to believe that they could have a kid? Huh? This world. (laughs) They had to go through despair. And then they had to go to that place of, okay, what happens after I despair? What happens after I despair? So this is why, for years when we learn this piece, I'm always wondering, so wait a second, which means Which means in the bigger picture, in the bigger picture, right? But you have to go first through something. You have to go through a, a certain piece first. Again, the whole binyat. I'm emphasizing this. Did you want to say something before? Okay. No one believed this even after the Malach promised. You want to tell me Sarah Imenu didn't believe that God can do anything? Of course she did. She believed that Hashem can do anything. And even though she believed that God can do anything, she started laughing. 
So if she believed that God can do every, anything, why did she start laughing? That's a sheer on its own. Okay, and a lot of svarim on this, a lot of tarahs on this. She, no one doubts that she believed in God. But if you believe in God and you're told such a thing through a malach, why is your initial reaction to start laughing? That's another story. But it was so far from her to actually believe that this could happen. Why? Well, this is very funny. I find this to be the most hilarious piece of the year. Because, hey, Abe is an old, you know, Avram, <laughs> you know, if he was, maybe if he was 40, that's okay, right? Excuse me, how old are you, right? But then he, and then he ends off here, he says, yeah, she, she, she was also, you know, kind of old too. But it's so funny how in the beginning he says, no, she knew that Avram Avinu was so old, so therefore, it can't happen. Oh yeah, side, you know, tiny footnote there, I'm, I'm 89, right? Um, the of the Pesukim is that it, it was more like, it's belief. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> if this belief that this reality could be a reality. Now, sometimes, like, I have a friend that, that cracks up when told uh, horrible news. You ever know anyone like that? Because they don't know how to, they just don't know how to, how to respond. So it's like, you don't want to be around them when you tell them anything really bad because it, it gets you so angry, but you forget. That's just the way they naturally, they don't just, it's a nervous, they just don't know how to react any other way. Here it's something else is going on, yeah. Crying and laughing are the same thing? Yeah. When it comes to not believing? Um, I think everything. I think they're just the same. But meaning it's, a resp- it's like um, they're both kind of like sudden responses, unexpected mm-hmm. um, responses to something that's like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, Here she doesn't cry. Here she's just, right. Here she's left. What's that? One is socially acceptable. That's a relative term. It depends whatever you're hanging out with. <laughs> There was someone once, some, I'm going to say this in a way that doesn't, uh, someone once came to, to uh, when I was still living in L.A., and I was giving a, a, a Thursday night class there. And uh, sometimes I'd have guest teachers come in, and if they were traveling through from Eretz Yisrael, it, was, it would be with a schut. One of them came, but he cried the whole, the whole shear, right? He cried the whole shear, and... It, um, so the next the next time around before he came, he wasn't sure if I was going to ask him to teach again because it was obviously a little bit uncomfortable, <laughs> huh? While he was teaching, what he was teaching caused him to cry, the whole time. And of course, for people that you know aren't I, I never I, I I guess I hung out with different crowds. It wasn't such a it was a little, you know, it wasn't the craziest thing in the world. But other chevron there were looking like what's what's up with this guy. So then he asked me for a bracha that he should stop crying when he teaches. And I said to him, listen, I know it's insane and it makes everyone feel uncomfortable, but I, will, I can never give that bracha. How could I ever give a bracha like that? Because it's, if it's touching upon a chord of the deepest depths of Yenishama, the fact that it's socially a little bit weird, like that's people's problem. You, know, you have to decide if you want to be a teacher or not, but... No one should ever give you a bracha to stop being in touch with the deepest depths of the Torah in a way that causes you, you know, to start crying. Laughing is diff- you know, laughing we're much more, it's true, we're much more okay. 
Ah, I just thought in, in, in public. No, I, mean, I think in general, like people crying in, in public startles you much more than someone laughing. No? You know, just in general, not even about bad news. Just bichlal. Here we don't see tears by Sarah, you may know. It's interesting. Who's the first person we see cry in the Torah? The first woman that we see cry in the Torah? Leah. We have Leah. Leine Leah Rakot. Yeah, Leah is the first one, which is also interesting because who comes from Leah? Mashiach. Yehuda. So... That line of being able to express yourself through tears is a very geula dika. A person that, that's redeemed could actually be in touch with their dma'ot. It, it could bring out, it, it, it can bring out the deepest depths of you. Okay. Now we're back in the third paragraph. Why did Hashem make it? That this Yid named Yitzchak is born at such an old age. What was it? What caused? Why did it have to be like this? If God's will was to have them, allow them to conceive before, at an earlier age, Hashem would have done that if that was Hashem's ratzon. Why? Because we have an important klal. That's a klal, which means... It's God would rather not make, perform miracles. You know, you, for the obvious reason that if someone's going to believe because they witnessed miracles, what does it say about the, that level of emuna? So Hashem would rather not perform these miracles of giving, you know, mothers giving birth at 90, father, father at 100. It, it'd be better for Hashem not to. It doesn't want. Hashem, that's not Hashem's ratzon. The lesson from miracles happening is always better. Aval, now this you have to, you see it was in bold typing. Aval be'emet me'et Hashem ha'yta zot, she'yeh binyan ha'uma dafka achar ha'yeush ha'gamur. This is from Hashem, this was Hashem's ratzon, that the building, that the first Jewish boy being born Jewish would dafka be in a scenario and in a place where it was after total despair. This was me'et Hashem that dafka it would be like this. That the first Jewish boy isn't, oh, husband, wife, they meet in their mid-twenties, they date for a few months. Okay, maybe they wait a year, two years, maybe even three years, they can't have children, then fourth year, or even right away. Saying that's not how Hashem wanted to establish the binyan ha'uma Yisraelit. I love that, that term, binyan ha'uma Yisraelit, the building of the Jewish, of the Israelite nation. Binyan ha'uma Yisraelit. Ibn Tzaddik says it was dafka that Hashem wanted it to be like this after people lost total emuna and hope that what they wanted the most could happen. And then it happens. And you could see where Ibn Tzaddik is, is saying, where, where he's taking this. No one believed, and even Sarah didn't believe, that she'd be able to become pregnant. Because this is really what every Jew is about. Like you said, that even after it can happen, which means that there never was Yehosh in, 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 in the big picture. You understand? Hashem made it in such a way that the first Jew was born to his parents after they completely gave up, subconsciously or consciously, to pave the way 
or to basically remove the the what's the right word to remove the excuse that could happen to anyone in the future about what God can or can't do. I can't do anything about this. Right, right. That's very interesting. That's very deep. That's very deep. I never thought of it like that. Like I, at that age, I, there's nothing that I can do. That, because cause the anatomy, I didn't create, bio, meaning the, the laws of biology, I didn't create those, so Hashem created those. So I know that once I get into that zone, there's nothing I can do anymore. So therefore, yeah, but... But what an ashlaya that is, what an illusion. Because you I think what Dina said that since you're doing twenty-eight, which you said in the future hundred percent amura, we should all get to if we all believe that everything is on Hashem, so it could happen during your twenties. Because even if it's normal to you it can happen in your twenties, like it could happen in your nineties on that level. And it can't happen in your twenties, like it can't happen in the nineties on that level too, if that's the way you're 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 wired. Nachon. And that's why it had to be like this. So, what is Reb Tzaddik saying over here? If Yitzchak was born to Avram and Sarah when they're in their 30s, I don't know if they were together in their 30s, but let's say they were. If, Avram, if Yitzchak was born in their 30s, then what would that mean about the establishment of the Jewish people? That we're very much bound to nature and our perception of what Hashem can do within the framework of Teva. And our, and our hasaga of it, nachon. But, it, but dafka, Reb Tzaddik says, you're learning the parashiyas, lech lecha vayera, it's to remind you, where are you at in life with what you think you can or can't do, or what, not really you, what Hashem can or can't do. Where have you given up on already in life? A hundred percent, exactly, absolutely. Third line from the bottom of this third paragraph. Again, Is there something that God can't do? This is the this is the real this is where he's like Reb Nachman again where do not become a philosopher to start to philosophize as to why God did things in a certain way. Why? Well, because you'll never, ever, ever know. You'll never, ever, ever know. And it's not for you to know. And in fact, this journey into this world of trying to understand why God did it like this or didn't do it like this can lead you into dark, dark places that you can't get out of. So therefore, he says... If I live in a state of Hashem can do anything, and today, right now, I mean, look at it. We're sitting right now on the third floor of a building that we're already, unfortunately, a little bit used to. What was here? What was where we're sitting right now just two years ago? Pebbles. What was here? 
Oh, we just walked in, it's here. What was here? What was this? What was here 80 years ago? No Jews. What was here 2,000 years ago? Well, a poet named King David's writing to Hillen. 2,000 years later, we're back. Yitzchak, it's a laughter. You tell a Yid when we're leaving, crossing by Kevin Rochel and Tagalus, you know you're going to be back. And most of Am Yisrael will just about be on the brink. The majority is going to come back to Eretz Yisrael. What's the response? <laughs> it's Yitzchak. Yitzchak is the natural response to things that seem beyond, possi- beyond the realm of possibility. We're just, when Mashiach comes, what's, what do we say? Meaning, that's really what it means. We'll just be laughing. Just be laughing. Because it's too far out for us to believe that it's true, even though we have to believe that it's true. But it's too far out to believe that it's true. Okay, now the bottom paragraph. Regarding the future, I mean, Esti just alluded to it, but the Yeshua Latid, it's brought down in Yeshayanavi. Where it says, Mi Lishmuatenu, who's gonna believe our Besora? Who's gonna believe what's in store for us? Amru, and now we understand, and, and this is so beautiful. Now we understand the puzzling statement in the Gwaran Sanhedrin. What does the Gwaran Sanhedrin say? Amru, Ein ben David ba ad mina I never understood this statement. And the Pshat, this statement is so interesting. Mashiach will come when what? When everyone gives up. Now, wait a second. That's like a, is that an aspiration? Like, let's all give up, right? I'm waiting before we get to Shemaim. I'm, I'm talking down here in this world. Well, let, let's, understand, let's understand now, based on Reb Tzadok. What does this statement in the Gemara mean? Ein ben David ba That Mashiach will come when what? When we've realized that we've already been through Yehush, that I already gave up at a certain point, and I'm still here. That's what the Gemara means, based on Reb Tzadok, you understand? On the Pshat, we usually say, I, I never understood on the Pshat that, that statement. Meaning, Mashiach will come when no one expects it to happen anymore. Perhaps what, the way Reb Tzadok is saying is that Mashiach is going to come when we'll all collectively realize that all the reasons that we had to give up and that led us to giving up, apparently weren't strong enough because we're still here. And we're still after the Yehush. All of us are already after the Yehush of so many different things in this world. When, all, when we all become like Yitzchak, like the, the Or of Yitzchak, that's, how, that's when Mashiach is going to come. Lechatchila never, it's Asur. This is only B'dieved, you understand? You can't go into it saying, I'm giving up. I'm sorry? <laughs> about them or about us? <laughs> wait, wait, what do you think? Maybe you can work on yourself to get to a higher level and, and then, I don't know. Or maybe you're satisfied 
you have to go through it. It's going to happen when you're nineteen, and that's just the way it is. We have to give the equivalent of what that would be for. Uh, we have to give an example of what that would be to someone in this room. What Zahava was saying, yeah. Yeah, like, like I have to give this over because it's beyond me. And if I'm not, I can really ask. So, so are you saying that? Are you saying, can you do that at an earlier age? After you prayed and and whatever, each one does their own. I think I think there's different, you know, there's the prayer of like, okay, Hashem, help me do this. And there's the prayer of like, Hashem, I'm, 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 Katonki, like I can't, like this is too much for me. But, but what are you giving up? That's the question. What are you giving up? This is good what you're doing, what you're saying. Mamash. Well, let's, let's define it. What are, you, what are you actively giving up at an earlier stage in life? You're, you're what? Your, your what? Your calculations for sure. Your expectations. Your hope. Your hope. Your hope bichlal. Wait, wait, one second. Your hope. That's a. That's a. Your hope for what? Yeah. Hope. Is it? But, but that's dangerous because I mean, we were just saying it like that. Is this person supposed to give up hope? I don't think it's. It would. <laughs> it would. So I think, no, so I think what you're saying is, how do you do this without giving up hope? Meaning, is it hope that needs to be that which you, which you get rid of in order to lizardize at the, you know, this whole Mashiach process? Right? And that doesn't make, nachon, so, so it's not that. Well, she's just like people today. You know, people always ask me, how come you don't put the shiurim on, like, uh, Spotify or Apple, right? Because the kind of Torah we're learning, I don't want anyone learning it 1.5 or 1.7 for Bemet. Huh? SoundCloud, you, as far as I know, you can't do it. I'm not testing you, it's okay. So certain things, you can, but I guess maybe there are certain things in life Certain ways of learning, you just it, it won't go through into you if there's a zeruz of it. So I don't know. You know, I don't know the answer to your question, huh? How could what be? Right? How could how, how could you give meaning? How, why would why would you skip it? Why would you skip the process of getting drilled into you? I think you know why. Because when you see, maybe for yourself, you could say that's fine. I'll go through it all in real time. But when you see so many people suffering, you have no right to say, no, it's okay, we could endure it. That's the dance of this world. Like when it's my own Indian, the say there, I, I, it's SoundCloud, right? just SoundCloud. When it's someone else's, you go to Spotify. You have to, your gut reaction has to be, I cannot see them in pain for one more second of this bilbo. They're mityashim to, they can't wait, Hashem, and malasot. And Moshe Rabbeinu is the greatest example of it. The way he converses with Hashem every time we mess up. You know, he could have stood there and be like, Noach, like, I guess people need to just suffer. Like, Noach's like, I guess people just need to suffer and get and drown. And Moshe Rabbeinu is like, 
I can't believe that a relationship with you, Hashem, is meant for me to look at people suffering and just matzdik et adin, and to justify the judgment. So, we're, we're made of something else. Did you have, who had her hand up over there? Right. Tova, yeah. It's, yeah. We assume that, or we, or we, we know that. I'm assuming because it just seems like because they're tzaddikim. They're tzaddikim, and they live their lives. And, right. You know, there's no whatever. You don't have like the, the you know. Rachel. I think that a tzaddik is able to live both simultaneously. The accepting with the wink at every given moment. Like, I'm shalem with what the, my bag, but I know you can do everything. But if you want to you know? do more, I'm okay with that. Bidiuk. Bidiuk. But, just like you'd be okay with that, they really are okay with the present situation as well. Mamash, it's both. I'm sorry, because this room is so weird, I, I, I just can't hear that... The, He says, Me'et Hashem Aitazot, that the Jewish nation w- would start like this. That, that was his lines. Me'et Hashem Aitazot. Here it seems that it's clearly just, this was the way Hashem structured the origins of the Jewish people. That's what it seems like. Right, so the difference is, is that in the, by, in the 12th step, it's by people that hit rock bottom, but what's the definition of hitting rock bottom by someone that's not in like the, that program? Rock bottom is, it's not really, it's not that language. Rock bottom is coming to a place of only you. Like, everything is only you. Even the things within nature is only you. <laughs> coming to that complete recognition that that which I see naturally happening that you allow is just as much from you, and in your schut, and only because you want it, like the things that are beyond nature. I think so, yeah. Yehush really is a muna. Meaning... Achar Yehush. Like believing that every breath is just as miraculous as having a baby at 90 is... Is... Nachon. Like, is, like the Yehush and a muna is like together. Oh, yeah. Nachon. It's two signs of the coin. Valken, we're going to finish this piece. Valken Amar, therefore Yishaya Navi, it says, when he's trying to give us Koyach, the Navi says, Habitu el Avram Avichem. Look at your father Avraham, ve'el Sarat echolalchem, and Sarah, the one that brought you into the world. Like, look at them. We're always constantly told, like, look at them, read their stories, remember, remember how your story as a people started. Look at them. Look at that moment. Look at the Yehush. Look at the name Yitzchak. Now, what's weird? Who, who, who chose the name Yitzchak? Yeah. So this is like the deepest thing in the world. 
This is the deepest thing in the world. Hashem chose the name. What does that say? It says, it, that basically says that this is the way Hashem wanted it to be. Right? This is the way Hashem wanted it to be. Hashem chose that name. The gam hatchalat binyanchem haya ken achar hayeush. So Reb Tzadok here ends, and I never, until this year I was sure that it meant one thing, and now I think it means some, maybe something else. I always said that it means, look at them, and remember, the beginning of your building collectively, Am Yisrael, started after Yehush. But I think what he says over here is that the truth is, look at you and in your life, the Adchalat Bin Yanchem, your real building in this world, the real structure of you in Olam Hazeh, only happened Achar Yehush as well. And again, let's define it as much as we can right now. The real you emerges, right? Emerges the stru- a structure that has a basis, that has a, um, and thank you, that has a foundation. Really, only started in your own personal life, in your Dalit Amos, only after you went through this process to a certain extent. And it doesn't mean ninety. It it, it has. It doesn't have to be compared to anything. It's just that story of when you realized the equivalency of rock bottom, but not in a necessarily like a negative, um, destroying my life kind of way, just in like looking at the world and realizing, everything I, everything I think I have is because of, you know, that I think I have because of me is really because of you, uh, which means that anything that I could ever have is because of you. And that's how the binyan in your own life, like if you want to look at yourself and find those points in life, when did life really begin? Reb Tzadik says, Be'emet, your life really began when you came to this, this shtickle of a conclusion as well. And we're always trying to just stretch out that conclusion as our, as our like, motto and our goal and what drives us and what's clear to us more than anything. So is Reb Tzadik saying over here that it should be done lechatchila? He's saying you could think that lechatchila you should go to a place of Yehush, but that won't work because you have to go through life. You have to experience life. You have to experience all the things in this world that would cause you to give up hope. You have to. There's no other way that, that you could really say, Hiti so I could start my binyan, unless you go through, through life. It won't work any other way. So you can't lechatchila give up on hope. But you're eventually going to get there in your own way, and that's when life begins. Yeah. You, you can speed it up. Now there is there is one sakana with with this with, with with one that I could see with this kind of Torah is that you can't. I think you were about to say that, Sarah. What did you say? This Nissan of this garbage truck right now, right? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's all a matter of perception. It was. It was. No, no, it's the it's the um, it's the uh, school's. Uh, oh, I hear it. I hear it like ten times a day. Huh? Yeah, I, I hear it like ten times a day that they 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 play Led Zeppelin off the speaker in the high school. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the whatever it's the alarm over here. Baruch <laughs> Hashem, I don't know that. I don't know well enough. Right, what, what time is it? I want to see if we can do this next piece too. Let's go. Let's a few a few more minutes, okay? Reb Tzadok says like this. This is from. This is going to drill home the point of of again, you know, the moment of Yehush. What's available? What becomes available to us the moment of Yehush? In, in accordance to how much a person distances himself from all the bad and all the, the, the passions that are just for himself in this world, to the same extent, you're actually getting closer. When you leave bad, you're, you're, whether you realize it or not, you're actually transported more and more towards the place that you want to be without even realizing it. Like, sur merah is actually asetov. It's not two separate things. Right? You get to the light. Bring us back, illuminate our faces, and we will be, we will be saved. And then the more that you're Asay Tov, the more that you're naturally Sur Mera, the more that you're Masig, the light of Hashem. So too, without even realizing it, you're distancing yourself from matters of this world. Like the first Dibur is Anochi, I'm your God. And if you focus on that, then the obvious result will be Lo You understand? You're saying it'll be a beautiful thing. Like we think sometimes, okay, first I gotta get rid of that, and then I gotta start doing that. But Rabbi says, don't you realize that while you're getting rid of that, you are actually doing that, right? It's a, it's a very important psychological mind shift over here. Ki, kshalev panui midivrei Torah, mimeila humuchan lekabel kol minei ta'avot. When the heart is panui, is vacant from any words of Torah, mimeila, naturally, it's ready to receive all types of lusts. Like, the Yitzhara sees, okay, where could I get in? Like, Huh? The vacuum, because when there's a vacuum, he says, ah, there's space here for me. A person can't be completely panui, so then what ends up happening, then here it's a whole mishmash you have in you. Like, I'm not thinking so much about Hashem, but I know He's there, but I'm not really filling it with thoughts of Torah. So I'm like vacant for to see anyone else to come inside. And then you're walking around, like many of us, and we're wondering, will the real me please stand up already? Because I know I'm a, I'm a, I know I'm a yid that believes, and I also see what I, where I'm capable of drowning, and they could happen simultaneously. So Reb Tzodok is saying, basically, that anything can happen in a split second. The moment of the realization of that I'm both, but I realize then, but I want, but this is really who I want more, and I go more in, 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 in the Tanya's world, 
I'm, I relate more and I cultivate more my nefesh elokis. At that moment, my nefesh Bahamis is, is less powerful. Bechein lahefech, and so too the other way. In a second, we're going to get there. Va'am efaneli bo barach, the moment I turn my heart to Hashem, techef Hashem barach mashre orosham. Now this is an important, important teaching. The moment I could be in the mud of all mud, and Reb Tzadik says this in a few places, I can be in the filthiest place of my life. But the moment that I just go like this, right, I'm already in the right direction. It's a classic teaching of the Baal Shem Tov. Like I could be so far gone. Let's say my destination is Eretz Yisrael, Bezrat Hashem. And I think I thought I was on, I thought I was on my way to Eretz Yisrael. Then someone says, "Look where you look where you are. Look where you're heading." And you get like a, you know, a little bit of your coordinates. You, you realize where you are. Now, what's the furthest place from Eretz Yisrael physically? Physically, no. Spiritually, maybe. Physically, no. I think I think <laughs> I think Los Angeles actually. <laughs> someone once showed me. Yeah, I think LA. <laughs> And it makes so much sense, Lamash. It makes so much. I can. I, I, <laughs> in Mamash, like, it, it makes sense because you're so under these. Whatever. There's a lot of tires on this stuff right now. So, I, but, but, so Reb Tzadik says, okay, then you realize, oh my God, I thought I was, to, you know, but really, I'm, I'm in LA or wherever, right? When do I start, when do I start getting to Yerushalayim? The, the second that I turn my head, the second I turn my I have to believe the second I turn my head towards where I was planning on going the whole time, uh, that, that that's, that's already means something. When does a person despair? When does a person despair? When does a person give up? When terrors, like we just said, mean nothing to them. Mm-hmm. Mean nothing to them. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's so cute, so sweet. Which means that my, my turning towards the light means nothing. Because based on my calculations, I'll never actually get to that place. We have to, we have to call it out where it is. Yehush is the, is the moment where I say to myself, this Torah is not true. That's Yehush. This to- what we just learned is not true. Chas v'shalom, God forbid. Because that, that's the case, most Bali Chuvas or most FFBs and people that grew up from and that checked out, they would never, they'd never ever come back. They'd never ever come back. Why? Because of Yehush. Exactly because of that. Because of despair. Ba'alzeh Amar, this is what Shlomo Melech said, Pitchuli kechudo shel machat. What does it mean, open for me, an opening like a needle, right? The, the size of a needle, right? Because that, that's all that you really need in order to start the journey back home. But it's not just starting the journey back home. In a certain sense, you are back home once you opened up just a tiny hole in your heart for the light to take you back to Eretz Yisrael. As long as it's an open, uh, an open hole that can, you know, from, from, from one side to the other. Gamur, Kol Inyane Olamaze, 
אפילו רגע אחד די. Yehush says to us that tshuva can only happen when I've completely transformed. And I've completely changed and I'm back in Eretz Yisrael. I'm, or I'm back in that place. Right? Rabbi Tzadok says that, is, that brings Yehush faster than anything in the world. When you say that, that's, that's what it means. It does not mean that. It means mamash, the moment. It could be a moment of realizing Hashem can do anything. Hashem can do anything. So Reb Tzadok is saying, you've already been there. You've already been there. You've already hiti ashtem. Now it's time to grow up. And growing up doesn't mean becoming a full-fledged Baal Tshuva. Growing up means becoming a person with a consciousness and an awareness that believing in God means that the moment that I shift my head, I'm already mamash in a process of full of light, and God's light is right there. And the more I believe that can happen, the, the tzadim, the steps towards the makom that I want to be, seem much more feasible, closer, and in my midst. So I give us all the bracha, and give me a bracha back, that however the process, right, of en ben David ba adshit yashum mina however that unfolds in our lives, from today on, I give you a bracha, to, to, don't think about today on. For a second, go back and realize whether you like to admit it or not and whether you're so optimistic and love sending smiley emojis all day long. You, each of you have been in a place of Yehush before in life. You've all been with Sarah Imenu. And you've all had your Yitzchak moments. Realize that. And our job, our job is to, is to acknowledge that to strengthen us from the next moment that could either be another moment of total yehush or the second after that initial total yehush, which brings us to a world of real, full, complete emuna, emuna that, that, like, that right now, this second, the geula can happen. Because a second ago, I did not think the emuna could happen at all based on my limited perception. And maybe that's what it means. En ben David ba, like when and how it can happen. And then I realized, wait a second, I actually believe that it could happen. I'm a person that's part of the Geula. That, that, that puts me into the Machana. And again, when we see someone else going through pain and suffering, there should be no patience. But when it's our bag, we have to also ask for Rahmanis, but at the same time, ask Hashem, what are you really teaching me here right now? We should have enough koach to ask that question when we need to ask it the most. Shekorach, everyone. Good Shabbos. Good everything.